So, a couple interesting facts. Uh, so we're talking about the 16th is a Saturday night will be our dinner here. And um, to, to kind of help me this year, if you all would be willing to, would you would you be willing to prepay me when you're when you know you're going to come? Um, I have. I mean, I had to book the food, so I'm, I'm, I'm committed to it. I mean, I could change the amount right now, but I mean, just basically for the number of people that we normally have, I booked with uh, Olive Garden. And so we're going to have uh, several nice entrees and salad, the breadsticks, and, um, and they're going to come and set it up for us so that we don't have to have a lot of work. We'll just have to provide our own desserts, and we'll work on that. What time is this? Um, that would be 6 p.m., Saturday night, and um, I, I will have a speaker, though I don't know who it is yet because I'm working on that. So, but um, we just want to have a great time, and uh, please come, uh, children. We'll do whatever we need to. We want everyone to come and be a part of it. Okay, mm. not putting pressure on any of our moms and dads. Who you know, that would be a and last year we did $20 a ticket. Are you all still okay oh, with that? There you go. That would just help me cover everything. Um, well, not everything, but it will help. It certainly will help. So we'll plan on that. So it's going to be an exciting night. We'll have it here in the Fellowship Hall, and uh, we'll get it all decorated up and, and be able to have a great time. Uh, I may talk to you about, uh, what are y'all, are y'all okay if we did like a, a gag <coughs> that you move around for fun? Could y'all ever do that? Where you can either open to what you on, have, you can give it, or you can take somebody else's. As long as I get the best gift, yeah. I'm yeah. in. You can try to get the best gift. <laughs> so we, we may do that for fun, and then we'll have a guest speaker, and we'll have um, great food and good fellowship. Okay? What, which weekend? Uh, that's the 16th of right. December, right. Saturday night. Okay, so the 16th Saturday night will be our banquet, and it's twenty dollars a person. And we, um, if you can't afford it, let me know. I, I don't want you not coming just because you can't afford the dinner. I we want a gift. We want to have this to be a wonderful church gathering, and um, that's what this is all about. Will we bring a gift, or is that just going to be? Um, I will get back with you, but yes, it would be, we would bring a gag gift up to whatever it is, $6 or whatever. Make a bunch of deer turkey. Yeah. Um, and, um, and you would, you would bring that wrapped. Okay. But I'll, I'll have details on that when I get my wife back to normal here. Um, we're going to keep asking to pray for Elaine. She's, I think she's a little bit better, but man, that, that thing has really taken her for a loop. Yeah. Uh, get you. So what else was I gonna say? Uh, and then the twenty third or twenty fourth, excuse me, is our is our Sunday be right before Christmas, and uh, that day will be our Christmas program, and um, hopefully we'll have some special songs. Uh, try to have. Um, I'm hoping that um, when when uh, Rachel and Kevin get back, we're trying to whip together a skit for fun. Yeah. And then. Um, and then a, a short message, and we'll just have a great day. And uh, we, that day, we will not have snacks yet. We'll just have 
11 o'clock in the sanctuary and have a good service, okay? And that'll be the day before Christmas. All right? Does that sound okay? Yeah. Awesome. Good. Let's see. Got this minister's thing taken care of. I think I'm good. I left this morning without my coat. I left this morning without my notes. I had all printed off to hand out. Um, I uh, told Brother John, I said, I really need my wife. <laughs> That's the truth of the matter. Okay, so. The dying art of amen. We think we know all we need to know about amen. We know it's in the Bible. Oh, here, here, yep. I had you in mind. <laughs> Well, I want to give you a good definition of this today that, that may um, maybe change your thinking about when you say it, the, you know, what you're saying and what you mean. Because um, uh, we need to be, get back to having an emphatic answer on things that we believe, right? Right. And uh, so this Bible study will cover that today. All right. I'm going to get down here where I can read and see. Okay, John, if you'll read 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1, 13 through 22 is, is a little bit confusing, but I'm going to give you a uh, the, the messenger version of this also right after John gets through, and it'll kind of maybe answer a few questions about what makes sense and what doesn't in this reading. But okay, so read 2 Corinthians 1, 13 through 22. For we write none other things unto you than what ye read or acknowledge, and I trust ye shall acknowledge even to the end, as also ye have acknowledged us in part, that we are your rejoicing, even as ye also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And in this confidence I was minded to come unto you before, that ye might have a second benefit, and to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again out of Macedonia unto you and of you to be brought on my way toward Judea, when I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness, or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh, that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word towards you was not yea and nay, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, and to the glory of God by us. Now ye, now he which establishes us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God, who hath also sealed us, and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Whew, that's all. So, so this is another just translation, okay? But, but it does bring out some important things I want you to hear today. So let me read it to you. <clears throat> Don't try to read between the lines or look for hidden meanings in this letter. We're writing plain, unembellished truth, hoping that you'll now see the whole picture as well as you've seen some of the details. We want you to be as proud of us as we are of you when we stand together before our Master Jesus. Confident of your welcome, 
I had originally planned to, to uh, two great visits with you, coming by on my way to Macedonia province, and then again on my return trip. Then we could have had a bon voyage party as you sent me off to Judea. That was the plan. Are you going now? Are you now going to accuse me of being flipped with my promises because it didn't work out? Do you think I talk out of both sides of my mouth? A glib yes one moment, a glib no the next? Well, you're wrong. I try to be as true as my word as God is to his. Our word to you wasn't a careless yes concealed by an indifferent no. How could it be? When Silas and Timotheus and I proclaimed the Son of God among you, did you pick up on any yes and no? On, again, off again, waffling? Wasn't it a clean, strong yes? Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus in him. In him, that is, what we preach and pray, the great amen. God's yes and our yes together, glor gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. Verse 19, let me just read this. Um, uh, this is the, uh, the, uh, the evangelistic version. It says, uh, it says 2 Corinthians 1, 19. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was preached among you by Silas, Timotheus, and myself, is not one who is yes and no. On the contrary, he is God's yes. So, um, now let's talk about the amens of this today. The word amen is a remarkable word in our language and in, it's literally almost universal today. It was transliterated directly from the Hebrew into the Greek of the New Testament and then in the Latin and English and many other languages. It is practically a universal word and has been called the best known word in human speech. Amen. The word amen is directly related, in fact almost identical to the Hebrew word for believe or faithful. Thus it came to mean firm, sure, or truly an expression of absolute trust and confidence. When you say amen, you're saying something absolute with complete confidence. In the New Testament, uh, when one believes God, he indicates his faith by saying amen. When God makes a promise, the believer's response is amen. So, or in other words, so it will be. When we pray according to his word and his will, we know God will answer. So we close with amen. But amen is not just an idle word. Rather, it is the response to life that is in God. Saying amen today and meaning it really does define us. Amen. There it is. In the New Testament, the word amen is often 
means verily or truly. So now, these next verses, I'm going to have you all read these out. Uh, Debbie, uh, Matthew 17 and 20. And Jesus said unto him, unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall see unto, say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. All right, so the word verily there is the same word as amen. Um, uh, Susie Matthew 18 and 3. And said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So when we see the word verily in the New Testament, we, we should be saying, this is God putting a statement of fact. Complete trust. You don't have to ask any questions. You know that this came from the Lord. This is a promise that God gives us. Um, uh, so, Meg, are you okay with Matthew 18, 18? Yes. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So is Jesus just kidding around when he says these things? Absolutely not. Uh, Sandra, Matthew 24, 34. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass, till all these things be fulfilled. Yeah, Jesus really gives us a statement of facts on a lot of things he said, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, where are we at? Okay, uh, John. Uh, John 3, 3. But Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. All right, and then John 3 and 5, catch that one too. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Debbie, uh, 8 and 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Okay, Susie, John fourteen twelve. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So I say these out so that you can see that there were things that were said in Scripture that were, um, the Lord wanted to be sure you were, could take his word. He wasn't, he wasn't playing games. Yeah. Amen. And um, because we build our life on these things. We establish our goings on these uh, stacks facts and statements of right, truth right. in God's word. Amen is a response in church services throughout the ages. have Well, they've been around for a long time, haven't they? Since the church began itself. It came directly from the Old Testament Jewish worship as, as it's evident where scripture records the reading of the law. And all the people shall say, Amen. Several of the early churches, church fathers, excuse me, refer to this custom, and Jeremiah says that at the conclusion of public prayer, the united voice of the people sounded like the fall of water or the noise of thunder when they said, Amen. Sadly, how these things get lost through time and understanding of Scripture is something that I'm trying to bring our awareness, our attention to today. Because 
if our amen is weak and and non-committed, non-committal and, and complacent, then, then we are not operating the way God wants us to. He wants us to have this great in, uh, power and strength today, knowing the power of God's word, that what he said was true and we could, yeah. and we could lean on this. Sadly, today, the, the kind of amen that often is heard in our modern day seems like something that is misplaced or not, at least not understood what the real definition or purpose of it was. It's a dying art of worship. When you say amen, you are worshiping God by giving all credit that his word is sure and steadfast and faithful. You've heard maybe this statement before about live churches. Let me just read them to you for fun. And um, live churches have space problems. Parking lots, classrooms, snack chats. Dead churches have no worries about space. Live churches are always changing things. Dead churches don't like change. They always stay the same. Live churches have noisy children. And no offense to them. And, and uh, I didn't put that in just because I knew. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. <laughs> Live churches have noisy kids and young people. Dead churches are fairly quiet and serene. Live churches have a shortage of staff. <laughs> Dead churches usually have a surplus. Live churches are always overspending their budgets. Dead churches maintain large bank accounts. Live churches struggle to remember new names. Dead church as well. Everybody knows everybody for years. Live churches have a problem developing new leaders. Dead ones just use the same people over and over again. Live churches spend much on missions. Dead churches keep it all at home. Live churches are filled with tithers. Dead churches are filled with tippers. Live churches operate primarily on faith. Dead churches operate totally on sight. Live churches strain to learn and serve. Dead churches seek rest and comfort. Live churches evangelize. Dead churches fossilize. Live churches are energized and enthusiastic in their worship. Dead churches are embarrassed and exhausted by worship. I want to be a live church. How about yes. you? Amen. And I'm proud to say that, that there are inklings of these things going on right here in Chelsea. Amen. And I'm so proud of our church and all that, that your yes. desire to see good things happen. Yes. Well, let's look at some Old Testament verses now for just a minute. Um, uh, so where are we at? Uh, Mega, Nehemiah 8 and 6. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Wow. Yeah. Ezra taught, spoke the word. The people received it and said, Amen, Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they responded in what they believed. And they worshipped. Yes. And they bowed. 
Yes. Amen. Yeah. Sandra, Psalms 41, 13. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and to everlasting. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. John, Psalms 72, 19. And blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Yeah. Debbie, Psalms 89, 52. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen. All right. Susie, yeah. Psalms 106, 48. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say amen. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Awesome. Mega, uh, Matthew 6, 13. <laughs> Temptation, but deliver us from evils, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Sandra, Luke 24, 53. And we're continuing in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Yeah. John 11:36, Romans. For of him and through him and to him are all Three twenty-one. And to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Susie, First Timothy six sixteen. Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Amen. And then finally, Sandra or Omega, pardon me. Revelation 7, 12. Saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. See, Amen agrees with God, doesn't it? Yes. Amen agrees with the preacher. Yes. Yes. Amen agrees with the sermon. Amen. Amen agrees with the music. Amen agrees with the Spirit. Amen. amen. And the Lord says that amen simply means yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. We serve a God today who is not the God of no, but he's the God of yes. yes. Right. Now, there's one qualification I have to make sure you know. Can God say no to you? Of course he can. Why will God ever say no? Only under one circumstance, when there is a greater good to wait right. for the Lord's answer to come. Yeah. Little Jimmy went to his dad. He was mad at his mom. He said, Daddy, he said, Mama won't let me play with those new steak knives. Yeah. <laughs> she said, No. Yeah. Well, Thank God for Mama. Yeah. How, how silly would that be? Mm -hmm. We want to give our kids everything. No, you've got you to gotta sometimes say, what's the greater good here? Yeah. Let them sleep on that Sunday morning or bring them to the house of God and learning how to praise and worship. Right, right. Building a habit of negligence or building a habit of creativity and yeah. worship and praise. Yeah. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house yes. of the Lord. Yes. That's, a, that's a trait we're going to have to share with our children. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they don't pick that up on their own. Right. No. We didn't. Right. How could we expect them to? 
Amen. Amen is similar in Scripture with the word hallelujah. We've made them both just insignificant because we just lackadaisically say them because it's in the Scripture, it's in the verse. We don't give them much thought. But these are two of the most powerful words in Scripture. Hallelujah is not the same as saying yippee right. Right. or thank goodness. That's not what the scripture meant by hallelujah. Right. In the Hebrew language, halu is actually the very word for a command within scripture. It's a command. In other words, do this. And then, of course, uh, then that command in, in the Greek, in the New Testament, means praise. So it's similar to what you do when you tell your dog to sit. You're expecting something from him. It's a command. It's not if you feel like it. Fred, this next treat is going to be based upon your obedience to yeah. this command. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I've ruined them because I sometimes give them the treat anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say hallelujah, you're saying yes, amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. And then Yah, of course, is God's name, Yahweh. And so when you say hallelujah, it's not just a command, but it's a command to praise the Lord. And give God the praise. Yes. All right, so I'm coming to a close here. We're doing all right the time. Yeah. So I, let's look at these next verses. Are going to be what Jesus Himself gives Himself this title. Okay, that's that's interesting. I want you to see that Revelations 3:14. Where am I, Sandra? Right. Yeah. This is the title like, that the Lord gave himself. Here's what Paul said, um, uh, John, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen. Right. Here's what the Messenger Bible says on that. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. I like that. The evangelistic version says, He is God's yes. Talking about Jesus Christ. God's word is always faithful and true. Because he is none other than the creator of all things. He is our eternal amen. Paul uses as strong of affirmation of truth as he can possibly express in the Greek language when he said, God is yes. The entire Bible closes with the amen in Revelations chapter 22, verse 21, assuring everyone who reads that book that it's absolutely true, trustworthy, and binding. Amen.
So Jesus today is God's divine yes. When you go to the Lord, now the Bible says we can ask amiss. How would that be? Well, we're requiring him to have to say no. But when we give God every opportunity to be the yes, the God who will perform, the God who will bring it to pass. When you pray for the sick, are you saying God has to say no? No, you're, you're, you're saying, God, my faith is in you. And I trust today that you're going to touch this person. When you help and pray someone and that you want them to receive the Holy Ghost, we can't give anyone the Holy Ghost, but God does it. Yes. But we can come in faith believing. Yes. Yeah. Amen. What a horrible thing it is when there's you hear of some of these incredible proposals of marriage. You know, the billboards, the scoreboards, the highway signs, the skywriting. And what a horrible thing if she said no. <laughs> But how wonderful it is to have a God today who wants to answer yes to you. No problem, no problem. He wants to encourage you today. But today we're living in a no world. We're living in a negative world where people are not even thinking about God as a God who can, a God who will, a God of promise, a God of yea and amen. And they're living a bleak life living rejection and shame. They're living in a realm where they, they are not able to say and have any hope. Their hopes are dashed because they have no idea of a God who wants to say yes to them. Our message today is important that we have an amen that means something today. That we have a yes. That we commit our lives, living our life, in the realm of yes, to help any person, any situation, any circumstance we can to help people to know God. We have got to be the yes people today. Not that we don't need to say no at times, we do. Just as the Lord needed to. But yet, oh, we parents are not trying to build our kids on the no's we give them. We're trying to bring them around to where they finally ask the right question. Yeah. Have you ever said that to your son or daughter? Son, you haven't asked the right question yet. Yeah. And they have to restate. Right. And when they do, oh, what a joy it is to be able to say yes. Amen. The world around you sees Christianity today as a big no. Yeah. Because they're full of guilt and shame. They're full of rejection. They're full of all the, they only remember seemingly all the bad times. But we have got to be a church today that allows people to have a glimpse of hope yes. in the middle of their troubled world. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I've been talking to you today about the dying art of amen. We've got we've to make our yay, yay, and our nay to be nay. But we've got to be yes to the Lord. We've got to realize today the Lord can say yes to a lot of good things today to bring about good for his kingdom. 
Amen. The Columbine shooting that happened, what, 20 years ago, 25 uh, years ago now? No, wow. There in Denver. It's said that Dylan Claybird and uh, Eric Harris, when they finally had time to ask why did you shoot, what was it, like 26 kids? Several deaths? Yeah. What, what was, why, why did you do that? And the, and the horrible thing was, was that they finally found their diaries that they both had written. And in their diaries, they both emphatically stated they knew that they were doing wrong. Yeah. They knew it was going to bring yeah. shame on their families. They knew it. But the fact was that their lives at 18 were so worthless yeah. and empty. No hope. No hope. That those things didn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's right. And they made a statement. Today, the greatest news is, is that the church is a church of hope. Yes. It's not that we can fix anything in a, in a troubled life. No. Not that I have all the answers today. But I want them to know of a God who is a God who wants to say yes. 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 C.S. Lewis, I close with this thought. Y'all okay? Am I killing yeah. you? No. He was talking about divine humility. He said, what if someone entered into a relationship with you and said, look, I would like to be your friend unless something or someone better comes along. Or I would love to enter into an intimate relationship with you. Maybe we can even get married down the road unless I meet someone else. Now, most of us would say, take a hike, buddy. We should say that, right? But how many of our testimonies are I tried this, I tried that, I tried the other thing, and finally, when I got into my desperate moment, I called on God. Yes. And that's the divine yeah. humility yes. that C.S. Lewis was writing about. That God waits for us and doesn't mind being the last resort. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank that's who Jesus is. Yes. The humble and lowly one who came into this world to touch us where we hurt. Yes. When the Bible says that all of the promises of God are yes in him. Think about that today. People say, now let me think. Do you mean that when God says to Joshua, I'll be with you wherever you go, that is yes to me in Jesus? Yeah. Because if he promised that to Joshua, he's not a respecter of persons today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If our children come and, and ask mom one thing and, and they say to dad, uh, pardon me, I, I just missed my paragraph. Do you mean that God said to Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope, that that promise is also for me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, That's right. You see, Jesus is the sum total, the sum total of all of the promises of God, old and new, yes. and even today. Yes. That's why your amen is so important. Yeah. Because you are you are a testimony yeah. of your belief system. Yes. 
and God sure works his ways. That's right. Amen. So any, any thoughts? You know that in Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 6th verse, that, that the scripture said that he, Abraham, believed in the Lord and it was counted to him for righteousness. That word believed is actually amen in the Hebrew. In Deuteronomy 7 and 9, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful, that word faithful is the same word. Amen. God which keepeth the covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. He is faithful. Amen. Isaiah 53 and 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Believed is amen. Amen. Yeah, you have to have that little bit of faith, that mustard seed faith, to believe. Then you believe because you have tested him and, and found him to be faithful. And so many, I told Casey the other day, so many times after I had um, received the Holy Ghost that I looked back and said, man, I seen where God was doing that then, and I seen where he was doing it then. You know, and every word out of the, the Bible is true in everything that he has that he promises. Um, I well, everything that I have went through, I have found it in the Bible. Yeah. Everything Amen. that he has done for me, I have went back and found a scripture where he says he will do this. God is not going to write any new scriptures in the right. future. No. No. However, this word is alive because every day, every day. his word speaks to us based on our circumstance. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, he puts his word above his name. Amen. That's right. Yeah. Yes, Susie. I love what that says. It's God's yes. Yeah. God looks at us and says, yes, I see you. I see your helpless. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'm seeing you. I mean, I'm coming, you know. Yes. Yeah. I told Abraham, I am your shield and seeing great reward. Amen. We don't need anything else. He is our reward. Amen. Right. Yeah. There is a little poem I have here about a school teacher who taught in a um, handicapped uh, uh, challenged children's class. And um, it was a Christian school and she had told the children about a Jesus who was coming back for them. And this is, this is the poem, it's really cute. Up in the hills somewhere in Kentucky, in a little old school, way back in the nothing, where special kids born with special needs are sent to learn life's ABCs. Their teacher, Miss Jones, tells them all about Jesus, how in the twinkling of an eye, he's coming back to get us, about streets of gold and pearly gates, how they want to go, they just can't wait, and she can't keep them in their seats, they're all at the windows, staring, straining to see. At its fingertips, 
and noses pressed to the window panes. Longing eyes, expectant hearts for him to come again. All they know is that they love him so. If he, and if he said he'd come, he's coming and they can't keep their windows clean for fingertips and noses. She tried to explain to the kids about his coming. She tried to calm them down, but they just wouldn't listen. They just giggled and clapped their hands. They're so excited and he's coming for them. And the first thing you know, they're out of their seats, back at the window straining to see. Where will Jesus find us when he comes again? Will we be like little children waiting for him with our fingers and noses pressed to the window panes? Longing eyes, expectant hearts for him to come again. All we know is that we love him so. And if he said he's come, he's coming. And we can't keep our windows clean for our fingertips and our noses. Thank you, all right, I need a word from these young men and ladies over here. Anybody got going to help us to make this is our time. And if you have a thought on what you heard today, we'd love to hear that. You don't have to. If you don't have anything, I'm not trying to put you in a corner. Put them on a spot. I just want you to know that if you want to, you can. Ah, oh, the Lord is good. Yes, he is.